Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash madridmaintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. We of this generation do not have to face a task such as that our fathers faced, but we have our tasks, and woe to us if we fail to perform them. Content to rot by inches in ignoble ease, sunk in a scrambling commercialism, heedless of the higher life, the life of aspiration, of toil and risk, until suddenly we should find, beyond a shadow of question, that in this world the nation that has strained itself to a career of unwarlike and isolated ease is bound, in the end, to go down before other nations that have not lost the manly and adventurous qualities. What is up, everybody out there in Man Tools world? I'm your host, Eric. I'm your other host, Trevor. That's the guy. That's the guy behind the guy. Just telling you right now. We've got a hell of a show for you tonight. Got my bed head on. My uh, beanie hat, <laughs> beanie hair on. Um, let's see. You guys can uh, always join us, if you'd like, on our many multiple streams. Where are we now? Twitch? Twitch, YouTube, YouTube Facebook. Facebook. Face pages. Mixer. Mixer. 
I think that's about it. Everywhere you get your, yeah. uh, anywhere you want to get your fine live podcasts, this is where we're at. We've got a couple of new awesome sauces in the studio tonight. We do. Like, we'd like to thank Rockville uh, Microphones for hooking us up with some affordable studio quality microphones for the first of the year here. You know, starting uh, 2020 off the right way. I don't know. You guys let us know how they sound. It's a very interactive show. We've got a huge guest tonight, uh, Patrick Neve from patneve.com and the crunchcast.com. And if you guys want to join in on the conversation, you guys know how to do it. Just text us at any one of the locations where you're watching us from, and we will get to see that on our fancy schmancy screen in front of us. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. One of these things. Yep. Yep. That's how we do it. That's how we do it here at the Man Tools Media Podcast thingy majigger. <laughs> well, Trevor, hey man, how was your week? Not bad. How about you? That was pretty simple. <laughs> it's pretty fucked, I ain't gonna lie. Deadlines, general contractor yelling at us. I find it I find it dubiously hilarious when the general contractor goes, Hey man, get that done as soon as possible. So, okay. Yep. As soon as possible. He's like, it's been five weeks. And I'm like, man, we've had two weeks of vacation weeks. So that's not full weeks, right? Two weeks right. of holiday yep. weeks, right? Right. Right in the middle of the week. And then um, they threw a whole bunch of uh, extra stuff for other jobs at us. So there's a whole other week that we haven't been working on this. I'm like, right. We've only been working on this for three weeks, bro. Like, Relax. Relax. <laughs> well, I'll be there Monday. I'm going to check it out. I'm like, you can come Monday. You can come check it out. It's fine. Worst you're going to do is, I want this done by next Friday. Well, you can want in one hand and crap in the other, and guess what's <laughs> going to fill up first? Because as soon as possible means as soon as possible. That's I correct. love it. Like, uh, you know, I understand the guy's position. The, uh, the owner of the properties is probably breathing down his neck, and shit rolls downhill, and then he yells at me. Then I go to my guys and go like this. You guys better, uh, we're going to have to get this done by Friday. And they all laugh at me because they know. <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Because they know I'm not really mad at them because I know what they do every day on the job site. Right. Like, I see it. Those guys work their ass off. And I'm not, yeah, buck stops here. It'll be fun. That's it, Monday. Monday's going to be fun. Yeah, sounds like it's gonna be a fun day. It's gonna be a fun day, fun day Monday. I digress. It it wasn't a bad week. Lots of things getting done. Lots of stuff happening. Um, remember that those pants we reviewed a couple of weeks ago, the super indestructo type. Oh yeah, oh yeah. See that? Look at that. Nice. Got a pair of those finally. Um, they are rip proof. I of course I did. I was like first thing out the gate. I was like, yeah, let's get this happening. And I did. Careful, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's all the plastic from opening the microphones. All right. <laughs> you know, totally tried to <laughs> cut them. They're waterproof. Well, they're water resistant. That's for sure. Um, they're super awesome. Um, hey Nathan, thanks for listening and. Uh, you're also an audio engineer, dude. So glad the mics sound good. 
yeah thank rockville again for hooking us up on the uh on the cheap like they totally let us purchase like uh employee pricing so yeah rockvilleaudio.com thank you guys so much that's all you're getting there's no link in the description <laughs> unless we need more and we'll do that to you so anyways uh monday us, if you had sent us four yeah if you had sent us four Link in the description. Yeah, there would have been a link in the description, but no. <laughs> just get the shout out. Just get the shout out. Uh, so yeah, totally cool score on those uh, on these pants. Uh, and here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. They're a little stretchy, right? Yeah. So guys, get. I got the wrong size. I got my size. Get one size smaller than you should wear. Okay. So I got thirty twos. And they fit great. So, 34, I got one set that was 34s. I was like, oh, man, like stretchy and they fall off. So, be warned on that one. You guys were looking at those uh, commando pants that we posted a while back and talked about. I finally got a set, and now I'm ordering a couple more. So, should be pretty awesome. Anyway, we've got a huge show for you guys tonight, as always. Oh, I did want to say one more thing, one other mention uh, to Anchor Construction for always being a brother in the industry and um, lending me a couple of their guys for this week to, you know, make Monday not such a bad day with the uh, general contractor. Right. So Anchor Construction, uh, Mario, you know, called him and said, hey, you guys busy? He's like, well, we're kind of busy, but, you know. You know how it is this time of year. Like, you got two guys I can keep employed for a few days? He's like, yes, I do. They came right over. Awesome. Yeah, super awesome. They killed it today. They're going to kill it tomorrow. And uh, we'll see how it goes. And maybe they'll yeah, – I know he needs them back on Monday. So, Mario, thank you so much. Anchor Construction, always awesome. Um, you guys should probably uh, sign up with us on our uh, uh, advertising. It's only a couple bucks a month. Oh, we'll get you get you a headline. Right. I, tried to, I tried to slide the uh, the bunker over a little. Did you? <laughs> what you do to there's the bunker? There's still a gap. <laughs> such a turd. See, we were, it's a Mickey Mouse operation we got going on here. I have to slide that over a little more. A little, a little more. Some Betty Boop. We're not even should Mickey I Mouse. I should fire this up and check to make sure I slid it over far enough. Probably. So, again, thank you, Mario, over at Anchor Construction. So... Uh, let's get on with the show, shall we? Again, we're, we'll let, uh, Patrick's going to, um, be showing up here as soon as he can. I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm ready to bring him in whenever yeah, he we'll said bring he's him in. all set up. So, um, so and, we're going to try earlier, the better for him because he's on the East coast. So, yeah. So we are, uh, with the advent of amazing technology, <laughs> we are going to try to interweb. Uh, somebody to come talk to us on our show. We'll let him introduce that all. Man, we're on it, aren't we? We're really, this show, we are on it. <laughs> I feel like Craig Ferguson has a better show than this. Hello. Patrick. Patrick, hello, how How's are you? Going? Welcome to Man Tools. Thanks. I'm very excited to be here. Is this, uh, is this, this working out? Can you hear me well? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, take I'm off gonna... my glasses. There's kind of a glare. 
Actually, I can't say anything. Never mind. That's <laughs> how it works. Don't worry about it. Are we? Are we like live? So I gotta be like on. Um, I mean, you know, as on as it gets. It's not like you know we're a real podcast or anything. <laughs> according to uh, <laughs> according to Apple Podcasts, we are uh, quote unquote. We see you're just getting into podcasting. Yeah. Oh no. Ah <laughs> <laughs> eh, well, they put us up. No podcast there. is a real podcast. Let's be honest. Yeah. To be fair, I was I was just in the middle of tweeting out a hey, I'm gonna be on this, so I'm gonna do that. Hey, okay, click this link. That's all I'm gonna say. Cool, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that'll get oh. people, that'll get people on. Oh yeah. Oh, one other one other drudgery. Let let me just let me just. We were talking about our week because we do this little this little bit about how was your week. Um, over yeah. at the bar. Yeah. The other owner mm-hmm. was on the phone with the phone company. For three hours to get a new phone line. Okay. So the ATM would work, and <laughs> I know it's just a barrage of <laughs> shenanigans over there just to get things. Because apparently it didn't ever switch over, and then it did switch over, but then we need a new phone number. And oh, the minutia of running businesses is my favorite. It's my favorite thing. So good on you, Doug, for having to sit there and mind-numbingly. <laughs> drool over your desk for three hours just to talk to finally get to somebody to sell it to so they can flip a switch and give the hype a new number all right awesome <laughs> speaking of numbers if you want to join the conversation <laughs> 719-285-9863 we are live with the with the uh, amazingness of technology here on in the man tools bunker with patrick neve did i do the name right you you didn't, but it's fine. It's the their most common mispronunciation. My last name is it's pronounced Nevy. Nevy. Okay. Well, I've met Nevy. I've yeah. I've met Rupert Neve, so my apologies. Oh, that's right. I didn't I didn't know that. I don't know who that is. You would. Uh, yeah. You, Neve, you, you, Neve microphones and Neve microphones, audio. audio. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. I, I was a, I was a comm major in college, and my professor would always be like, "Oh, like the Neve, like the audio board." Yeah, I'm like, the "Yes, I invented those. The ten seventy three, the sound of rock and roll." <laughs> If you guys haven't watched it, please watch. Yeah, you know, I'm just giving a shameless plug now. Please watch Dave Grohl's um, <clears throat> documentary called Sound City about a Neve console. It's not actually about the studio. It's literally about a Neve console and all the people who've recorded through it. And because he's got a shit ton of money, he got to buy that thing and then have all the people that ever recorded on it, the famous people from the 70s, come and record music with him Yeah, and have a good time because he's Dave Grohl and he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. <laughs> All right, so uh, Patrick, you are uh, – I, I, I kind of put this little snippet of your bio on our website. Yeah, it's off the website. It's the easiest you're, way to uh, do it, yeah. You're a Catholic theologian, um, mm-hmm. and you host a uh, podcast called The Crunch. And, uh, yes. In prep for you coming on the show, I uh, I do this thing called research. <laughs> research? What's that? <laughs> it's more like plagiarism. I, I some tension whatever. between so, the uh, two <laughs> I've listened. I've listened to a couple. Uh, a couple episodes. Uh, in particular, I listened oh, to um, okay. the kind of year-end um, roundup recap thing that you guys did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I and I want to say I was surprised because usually um, when religious people do comedy, it doesn't work out well. But yeah. <laughs> It's That's usually true. pretty cool. No, I agree with you. But you guys, yeah. you guys are actually pretty funny. 
Uh, <laughs> I had, I have to say, I'm going to write was, that down. Can I put that in my CV? Absolutely. I like just, I absolutely. I was, I was pleasantly surprised and impressed. <laughs> CV. Wait, yeah. wait, CV, where are you from originally then? Okay. I'm from, I'm from Florida originally. I, I've heard people in entertainment use the word CV before. Uh-huh. It's, so I just threw that down. Gotcha. I was gonna say it's it's a very British term. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh yeah. I'm across the pond, so I was like, oh, CV. What'd you, CV what do you lose his accent? <laughs> um. So yeah, my we started the podcast because we were just two arrogant college kids who were like, we have opinions, we can, you know. But that's how every podcast starts. We actually were complete strangers before we started the show. Um, but we met. The first time for the first show, we met and we did the podcast and just clicked. And we've done it every week for the past three years. And it started out as like a, as like a specifically Catholic podcast. We were like, this is what we do. There's a couple of them out there. And eventually we realized that people that weren't Catholic were listening to us and they were enjoying our conversations. And so recently we've kind of shifted our focus. Just be like, we're going we're gonna to be a religion and spiritual, sorry, a comedy and spirituality podcast. Like that's what we are. Because... I think that uh, you, well, I, when I was reading some of your 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 man rules, yeah, um, I loved the one that uh, religion and politics are like a penis. It's cool to have one, but yep. don't wave it in people's face. Right. I like that. <laughs> Glad you're uh, proud of it. Religion it tends to be, and spirituality tends to be like one of those topics where it's like it's very taboo to bring up at Thanksgiving, you know. Right. But that's because yeah. no one knows how to have fun with it. You know, no one knows how to have fun with it, and it's like there's uh, now I'm on my soapbox. So you got me on my soapbox, but yeah, I I think that because we all have a soul, right? Because we all have this like spiritual side to us, like whether you believe that's a soul or whether you don't, it's important to talk about. We're like leaving a whole section of our personalities out of our conversations. That's what the crunch is all about. It's about how to do that. We just don't say that explicitly. Right. Yeah. Until now on man tool. Until now. (laughs) Until now. I'm giving you guys all the inside scoop to my, to my also not real podcast. That's (laughs) right. That's right. That's how we don't do it. here on the interwebs <laughs> well um i didn't do any research i ain't gonna lie i no. don't i know I, okay. was, I was on a ladder and uh, i fell down in a tub <laughs> i did wiped the hell out i have the knee brace like trevor's laughing at me because it took me 20 minutes to get down the stairs <laughs> um, so what do you good. guys what do you guys do i know i'm not the interviewer but what do you guys do for a living Oh, Trevor, go first. Mine's long and indistinguished. Well, uh, my day job is that uh, I I uh, come from a telecommunications background, so now I do that for mm-hmm. uh, the Air Force out at – there's a, a bunch of Air Force bases here in Colorado Springs, but I work at one of those. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, luckily I do uh, a nice little shift work thing, so I work like three or four 12-hour yeah. shifts, and then I have the rest of the week off. Um so gives me plenty of time to yeah mess around with this stuff. <laughs> if it weren't for Trevor, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> end of story. He's he's been the bee's knees. When this was on the radio, I had it on lock because that was my job was to run the radio station. But not now. This is yeah. so much better. Good job, Trevor. Thank you. <laughs> Always give that to you. So good, even when the videos don't play. <laughs> we don't um, we don't do any multimedia like video stuff. So I'm I'm always very impressed. I I I'm surprised he gets it to work and turn on. It's yeah. I, was I had to say, host I, a show by myself one time. I was like a monkey just hitting buttons. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know what's, what's happening. Going. Someone help me. I'm a, yeah, I need an I adult. I need an adult. I am an adult. I need another one. <laughs> I need a real adult. 
Um, I own uh, at Harmonic Studios here in Colorado Springs. We do primarily mm -hmm. demo work and uh, independent band recording, as well as a ton of voiceover work. I've also done forensic audio for people like the Ghost Hunter type shows. Which oh I my find, gosh! Which I find thoroughly amusing. <laughs> don't want to say too much because that's a good chunk of change for the ridiculousness that I deal with. Um, I've done voiceover work for IVR uh, with Forty Seven Ronin, who's a fantastic company that does all the back end and they build basically call centers and they build the uh, uh, interactive voice recognition. So if you ever called. American Express mileage rewards points, you'll hear me in English and French asking you for your PIN number like six different ways. It's amazing. <laughs> I also own Madrid Maintenance. We do custom remodels and builds and homes and things and stuff. So, well, so you guys uh, got a lot of you guys got yeah. a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, my, one of my best buddies in the world and I just recently purchased a bar and it is the uh uh it is the most fun I've ever <laughs> had. Uh, next to having uh, being in my age, having my uh, yearly exam. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the most fun, most fun I've ever had. That's so funny because like when I was a kid, not a kid, when I was like eighteen up through college, I was like, it'd be so much fun to own a bar. Because I have a buddy who owns one. It's called Deacon Baldy's, and it's like a food truck park and bar. And I was like, that looks so cool. But then when I talked to him about it, he's like, I, I hate this. It <laughs> takes all it. the fun out of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good days and bad days, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's challenging, that's for sure. Yeah, um, it is. It's challenging. That's why I'm looking for something in a day job where I yeah. can work like Trevor and have a swing shift and these things called benefits. Oh, that I've, yeah. I've been self-employed for over a decade, and I, 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 what are days off? Got to find so your own help. Amazing, <laughs> Trevor gets days off. Yeah. But I digress. You'd I have a really surprised. working working for the church is kind of like being self-employed. You have to work. You don't really get days off. Not even Sunday. <laughs> oh, especially not. <laughs> <laughs> the especially irony, not right? Sunday. The irony. Oh, right. Well, yeah. you're dealing. He... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna warn you, Patrick. Patrick, my lad. We're gonna yeah. warn you right now. You're dealing with yeah. a. Uh, 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 how would you describe your? Um, um, religious points of view oh i'm i'm a lutheran so i'm very skeptical oh, gotcha. of all catholics <laughs> but that's natural yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm an atheist you're all a bunch of weirdos so <laughs> we're gonna have a great conversation what, like, tonight, what like ladies branch and gentlemen. of uh, what branch of lutheranism and what br branch of atheism i'm just kidding non-committal <laughs> like i just don't care it's my three favorite words like you got well, that's cool man do what you gotta do so that yeah one the of church, the uh oh i'm sorry no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the ch the church I go to is part of the uh, North American Lutheran Church, um, mm -hmm. which gained a lot of members when uh, the ELCA, which was the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, uh, began ordaining gay clergy, and a lot mm -hmm. of us went, N "No, <laughs> that's not okay." <laughs> you know, all I hear is like some weird sports team going, "We <laughs> traded so and so for so and so," and I'm we like, oh, "Whatever, man." <clears throat> You're on. You're on Tuesdays at five. All right, cool. So, what church meets on Tuesdays at five? You'd be surprised. Apart, I'll give you that. You'd be surprised. We I, when in... I was in chorus. Yeah. I was, when I was in choir in high school, I had this friend who had to go to church every night, and so he couldn't go to after school like choir practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my choir teacher was like, "You you kind of have to show up 
and he was like, you're persecuting me. And we were all like, Carlos, you got to chill, man. You got to like pick a night, you know, where you can come to this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, yeah, there, I, there are some. I'm of the, there. I'm of the ill core. I, I don't like, I, I, I create music. I create music yeah. for my, you know, on my own. I help other people actuate their dreams in creating music. And the one thing I impart to especially younger people is don't try to instantiate your pleasures on somebody else. So mm-hmm. let them enjoy your music however they want. If it's a single, let them enjoy the single. If it's the uh, mm-hmm. they love your album and they think you're the greatest band in the world and they buy all your merch, let them do that. If you know if they hate you and they want to blog about how awful you are, let them do that. You don't you don't get in somebody you don't get in a man's way. No matter what, <laughs> you, you just don't. So I've never had a hate blog started about me, but then again, I've never started a <sighs> well, band. Now, you all, you've been on man tools, so be prepared. <laughs> we look forward to your letters, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, it's uh, com. Just send those letters there. <laughs> uh, we, how, what, what were you saying? Uh, uh, or, oh, yeah, your followers are, are not Catholic. Is that correct? So the our majority? followers are, majority are Catholic. Okay. Um, but we, we were, so we... We discovered a while back that we were getting non-Catholic Christians or like just non non-Christian spiritual people, and then just complete atheists listening to our show and be sure. like, "Hey, we we don't agree with you guys, but we really like you." And it's like, "All right, sweet." And so we kind of spoke to everyone, and we found we found our we found a niche at first, and then we expanded, which I think I think worked really well for us. Um, we, and we've been doing it for three years. We uh, a couple of two not sorry not two years ago a year ago. We got invited to this big conference. It was a uh, Catholic young adult conference um, for college students, and it was about 17,000 people at this thing. Mm. And we got invited, and we got to do a podcast uh, at the conference in like one of the side booths, and like two to three hundred people showed up, and it was it was nuts, man. It was like it's so funny, like the things that we things that we know, think right? are like really cool we, really we, big we did this live show and it was legitimately like two to maybe three people showed up it was awesome <laughs> i gotta tell you man it's ridiculous the catholic, the catholic niche they're dedicated that's well the it's thing. fun it's what's it's, fun it's, about it's man so tools unique. is uh uh 70 of the people who listen to man tools are women so i'm not sure if they're trying yeah. to you know, know know your enemy, and uh, they've read Sun Tzu, and <laughs> they're trying to figure us out, or what? Well, like, then what I have to say is going to be like, may actually, you know what? I think it would work for women too. I think the stuff that I that I talk about, women would love to know about, because I I for, I'm a firm believer in talking about the two sexes together, because they fit together, gentlemen. That's my opinion. And I'm yeah, sticking to it. Like. <laughs> Like oil and water, like, like physically <laughs> fit together, like literally, yeah. like fit, fit together, together. Yeah, yeah. doing this off screen. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, that was a sex thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a sex joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the FCC regulations are on Facebook Live, but <laughs> I'm probably gonna say the word sex at least like ten words. Hey, FCC. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the friends like thing. <laughs> oh no, no, that would have been funnier actually. Eh, you got me on that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That would been great. Let me Miss, just come in here and opportunities. Jokes, yeah. yeah. It's my mantra. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, well, we do have a rule here on man tools. Um, there's no such thing as woman's work. It's all work. It's a four-letter word, and it's all got to get done. So, yeah, yeah there's no um, 
there's no differentiation there about the work side of you know what we deal with so um yeah i think our only real hardcore political side is the uh uh competition between transgender into other the people who are uh, how do i put this unpolitely people who are um pretending to be something else and then competing in a in a situation where they have a serious advantage and taking advantage and then crying cuz they got to take advantage yeah that would be the best way to put it that's pretty much our stunt our uh, our so you 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 like your political opinion you're hard lined against men joining the WNBA and killing it pretty much that's cool. It. All right, not cool. <laughs> it's not. That's not. Yeah. A thing. Well, and it's weightlifting. Uh, or... Yeah, it's one of those things that seems to be more and more common, and it and it appears that it's less. Um, it's less. I'm I'm really afflicted by whatever the disorder is for you know that causes people to want to transition genders, mm-hmm. and more. I was a mediocre athlete as a man. There you go. That's and now if I call myself a woman, I can be a champion. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I think even still, I might have some trouble. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen, I had some friends who played softball, and obviously women, right? And they could run circles around me any day of the week. <laughs> even if I like put oh, yeah. on a dress and called myself Patricia, they'd like whip me. So it's fine. <laughs> that's that, that's just athleticism. That's just fair. Just, yeah, just it's them. it's the our biggest Fairness. thing is you know you're you've grown up you're in your late 20s now and you've had 20 years of testosterone pumping through your body and the muscle the muscle mass and the bone density and the sinew that has put you together for all those years all of a sudden now you're on a field with people who are at a complete disadvantage to you for not mm-hmm. having that for 20 years of let's call it natural yeah. doping <laughs> it's just not fair it's just not so that that, yeah. that really is our our pretty much our thing anything else i don't really we we all got an aunt frank somewhere like it's it is what it is <laughs> what oh i thought you said we all have an Anne frank somewhere nope we have an aunt frank somewhere. and i was like no i don't <laughs> no so that that none of that bothered none of that no that's not what well, we're taking a, a, a line on um but i uh, Trevor, you said this uh this 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 cat's podcast had some masculinity overtones to it and some ideals and some things. We should probably dive into that since this is the man tools, you know, media show. I'm for that. Get a couple of your ideas on things. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to say something? Do yeah, talk yeah. about things? I mean, Go you know, for it. Sweet. Okay. So you said something that transitioned into you talked about um like the the man, man's body being like chemically different and it's so it's so funny that that has to be like pointed out you know i don't think i don't think the whole i i didn't want to come on and talk about transgenderism because no you don't have to it's kind of like a dead horse it you know? really is but yeah and and it's like it's a, it's a hot button issue and it's just kind of like you you're looking for clicks at this point but yeah um and do you honestly, guys i don't care. i only asked this because one time i was playing a board game with friends and they didn't know who Pope John Paul II was. Okay. Do you guys know who Pope John Paul II was? JP2. Yeah. JP2. Yeah, I remember that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So back in the 1970s, John Paul II, he gave a series of talks. He was going to write a book, but they said popes don't write books. And so he said, okay, I'll give talks. He gave a series of talks 
called uh, that were on this this topic that ended up being compiled into a book, and it's called the Theology of the Body. And the thesis of this book is that um, man was created good, right? That's like Christianity in general. Man was created good and fell. We had this original innocence and we fell. But when God created us, man and woman, he revealed something through our bodies, right? And so the main thesis of the book is the body reveals the soul. And the body, the body's experiences shapes the soul. And so the, the entire book is spent like extrapolating this, like what does this mean? What does this mean in a Christian context? What does this mean resurrected, etc.? But what really interested me was that if the body shapes the soul, right? Like if the body's experiences shape the soul, then that means that like individually we all have like differently shaped quote unquote souls. Like we're all very individual and our, our souls kind of show that, right? I'm so screwed. But that, that also means that there's some, what? I'm so screwed. What do you mean? Oh, the body shapes the soul. I'm like a three-legged, broken-down old <laughs> nag that reeks of death and has missing teeth. That's just this just is what it is. I drink and smoke too much, and it's shaping my soul wrong. Um, yeah, but like this is <laughs> this is what it's like a the guys, the guys in the early best. Church. It's all out of shape. <laughs> That's a shape. Look at um, for you Googlers out there. So <laughs> sorry, the, I was just sorry. No, 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 you're good. This is why, like, the early Christians that were like, I'm going to go out in the desert and just do penance. That's why they did it, because they were like, if the body goes through these experiences and denies itself, the soul will learn how to love God better, right? And so I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, then men and women have completely different experiences from each other, but similar experiences to, like, within their genders, right? And so there's um, uniquely masculine experiences and uniquely feminine experiences. Therefore, like, there must be some kind of masculine shape to the soul from the very beginning of, of gender at, in the womb, right? Like there must be from the very beginning some kind of masculine coloring to the soul. And then similarly for, fe- for women, some kind of feminine coloring. And so from the beginning of my college career all the way through my last semester, I read and studied, this is like kind of like a side passion project for me of like what is the spiritual difference between men and women? Because everyone knows the physical difference right it's pretty easy you know well some but what is the spirit i don't know what you're talking about between, i don't know what you're talking about i didn't i didn't get that talk <laughs> yeah so my my question is like what was the spiritual difference of men and women and we talked about it a little bit on my podcast before um and it was a purely religious viewing so i wanted to take this from like like a non-catholic approach with people that um have never heard of theology of the body because like theology of the body is super trendy in the Catholic circles that I run in, but I want to know how this looks to people who aren't like as ingrained in this world as I am. So like everything that I just said, I know I kind of ranted, but what do you guys think about that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning a couple of things. The first off is that it's, it's probably a universal truth considering mm-hmm. Taoism, Buddhism, many other, you know, theologies and people with imaginary friends all think that uh, I'm going to do this tonight. <laughs> no, so it's I'm okay. Gonna, My favorite part it. about being, like, I, it's, I'm in, it's a thing I'm about, in public ministry, so, yeah. and I mean, I, I work with teenagers, and teenagers are the most vocal. My so, favorite thing about meeting an atheist, especially if they're a teenager, yeah, is I'm, the, uh, the I'm um, not the even that disclaimers. I'm 12. Like I'm 12 at heart. I'm not even a teenager. I love the disclaimer. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the I'm gonna be like this, so I oh, know you don't do have it. the disclaimer. I know for me, it's so friend. much fun. 
Um, I'm actually doing that for some of our listeners because they're probably going right now. Anyway, this guy. Ah, uh, this guy. Fucking Eric. <laughs> God damn it, Eric. I'm pretty sure that's going to be on my tombstone. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> that's your epitaph. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? Truth is truth. And, uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to say, you know, where it came from, whether it was from a completely decoupled spiritual, you know, exploration or something that you found through uh, some sort of spirituality or... You know, you just you found it written on a tablet somewhere in a cave from a, a millennia ago. You know, post-apocalyptic Earth. Truth is truth. And what you're saying about having an, a, a truly feminine experience and a truly masculine experience, truth is truth. So, it, yeah, it's interesting where people, you know, um, find it, where they line up finally, where they get it. And it's... it's uh, Forgot where I was going there. It's basically, it doesn't matter where you come to the truth from, whether it's mm-hmm. scientific method or uh, independent study or you know um, a tablet written, you know, in a little book, some you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. Truth is truth, and it's the human condition. And I don't, I don't know that it is. Uh, uh, it's arguable. I mean, I've been all over walked into again my body is my temple i've walked into bars in so many weird little towns and you always see the same people you meet the same folks yeah it doesn't matter what language they speak what color they are they're all worried about their kids and their wives and their dogs and their jobs and their you know their just their pile of their little molehill of shit that they have to deal with and they're all searching for that same thing Mm -hmm. by and large they've all really found it they're just sort of still searching for the I don't know what the easier version, the quicker version. So I think I'm not, I'm not even going to argue with you. I think you're right. There is those, there are those two things that, that yeah. you can't get away from because truth is truth. A little, okay. it was a little rambly, but this is a podcast. So it's, man, it's, fine. Tooth, it's fine. It's not like we're on the clock. We yeah. I would, Debbie I would, over uh, there going, <laughs> I I would tend to agree that yeah there there is um generally speaking uh I think everyone is, does have an inherently colored experience based on whether they're male or female and and mm-hmm. beyond that then even you know uh race can color it national origin can color it culture can color it definitely culture um, yeah but um I think even within those groups, men from say here and men from the Middle East probably have a lot more in common as men than Versus they than they'd be willing to admit than men yeah. from here and women from, from here. here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Or <laughs> let's go even a really <laughs> awkward step further: women from here and women from there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have nothing yeah. in common as far as the cultural experience right, right. at all. But, in but the from still, their feminine the core, experience, they have a similar... In the core feminine experience, yeah. truth is truth. They, they will find yeah. common ground just like that. And so because... the question that I set out to answer, which is like, you know, it's been answered before, but I wanted to do it, you know, <laughs> is like, right. what is that core common experience? Because you guys were kind of talking about it earlier with this, like, the what what is women's work? No, there's no such thing as women's work. This was... 
this was an invention of the 1950s. You know, there was no such thing as a housewife before then, really. You know, they, everyone everyone lived on their plot of land that their great grandfather bought with a nickel, and then you know they all farmed it, right? Like there was no women's work. Everyone did the things. Sometimes dad had to move stuff because it was heavier. That's it, right? And it's like, what is? But there, I I would disagree in like just this one this one little nitpicky way. There is only one thing that is women's work, and that is like child rearing and motherhood. Yeah, making right? all the people on the planet. Yeah, it's your job. Holding holding them there, and then getting them out, and then nurse, and then feeding them. Right. Making and there's something the people. something something that makes this like very uh maybe not very very like very like Christian is the um the spiritual significance of the body right and so like the the acts of the body say something about the soul and how the soul is designed to move right and so for um for femininity right like we all have our first home in our mothers and so this says something about the soul of, of a woman it says that like the woman is called to create home wherever she goes the women in my office like the moms in my office they're all these like grandmas they they work here because um, it's a church, and um, they they all see themselves as moms. So like, like the priests, we have five priests. Two of them are young guys; they're like thirty, um, and they like they're living on their own. You know, they're kind of on their own, not for the first time. But they're like, if you ever need food, like let us know, and we'll come over. It's like such a mom thing, you know. And it's it's this we had this inversion of it in our American culture recently. Where we said the woman's place is the home. That's wrong. The home is is belongs to the woman. Right, because we all started there, and it's like she, femininity forms humanity, right? Like that's the that's the role that she's been given, and so that was so clear to me. My question then was like, what is that for man? Like obviously, man's work primarily is fatherhood. So what is your yeah protection? Yeah, I I thought so too. I mean, I, that was that was one of the words I came to. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. absolutely true. Protection, like protection, why? I want to move because I have the notes right here, but I want to move into that. Yeah. What sure. What do you mean by protection? So, in 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 the Jungian, you know, part of my brain, it's uh -huh. you you protect it literally from marauders, from mm -hmm. the dangers, from the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. from the elements. It's whatever it is, whatever it is. It's it's ingrained yeah. in my brain to just. And it, it, I will say, is it does extend further than women. Like anybody who's weaker than me, I just, I, I have a compulsion. You know, old folks, um, uh, people yeah. with mental disabilities, animals, children that aren't mine. I mean, I like kids, mm. like with mustard, but I'm, <laughs> I'm to the ends of the earth. Like I would run into traffic to save a little kid. Just, it's, yeah. it's, it's a compulsion, and I think yeah. that is a purely masculine experience. Uh, not I, just the children part, because I know moms would totally do that too. However, I'm absolutely, that is that is the thing. Is like, right. I'll, I'll comment on that because you brought up a good point. But the, a common thread that runs through this is um, bodily sacrifice, right? Whereas, like with femininity, it's more of a spiritual sacrifice, right? Like, I don't know if my my, my mom used to say to me when I was little, she's like, "You got to be careful," all right? And I was like, "Why?" Like, I'm fine. She's like, "You don't understand. When you're a mom and you have a kid, it feels like." your heart is walking around outside your body. So if you get hurt, I will get hurt. And I was like, that makes so much sense. And now those two things are common experiences to men and women, 
But the key is that like with physical sacrifice, it's proper to man and secondary to woman. With spiritual sacrifice, it's proper to woman and secondary to man. Like both experience it because we have a part of each other. And this is why I always say like you can't talk about masculinity alone if you're going to talk about like masculinity qua masculinity, right? Like as it is, you have to talk about masculinity and femininity together because we learn about each other through each other. And so like what you your your innate instinct, this is right, truth is truth, right? Your innate instinct as a man, which has been which I I believe has been put in to you from like by God from the beginning. Like when he formed you as a man, he wanted to form you as someone who physically sacrifices himself for anyone who's weaker. Um, that is like that is what that is what masculinity is. And so what I brought this with the the Christian conclusion. Well, I I what I spent my entire I wrote a 25 page paper on this. It was great. I love I love essays. I'm like a big old nerd. What was your grade? Um, I got I got an A. Yay! Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. So it was it was this crazy experience. So I went to this like, I went to this really tiny Catholic college that's like one of the most influential Catholic colleges. It's like super tiny but super influential. And one of the professors was the guy that translated that book that I talked about, Theology of the Body. He like translated it from Italian into English. He was the first guy to do it. And so he's like the master of it. And he was my thesis advisor. And it was such a crazy like. He and I would talk for hours. He would say things that you don't, you have no idea what he's talking about, but you know he's smart, you know. Um, anyway, so we, so getting an A was like, it was like the best academic experience of my life. I was like, yay, I'm smart, you know. <laughs> or, oh yeah, I was talking about Jesus. That's what I was doing. Um, if you look at uh, the pinnacle of Christianity, right, like the most important part of, of Christianity is, um, well, there's, there's several parts, but like the most important part ultimately is the cross, right? If you look at if you look at the cross, like who's there, right? You have Jesus, who we believe is a perfect man, and this is where it gets Catholic. You have Mary, who we believe is a sinless woman, not God, but a sinless woman, um, and then you have John, right? And those are the three in in the book of John. Those are the three that are at the cross. And so you have, first of all, you have a a um, a non-carnal perfect relationship between a man and a woman. It all started out with a with a marital relationship between a man and a woman, Adam and Eve. That didn't work out too well. It all ends, humanity's salvation ends with a, a mother and a son, right? Like a perfect man and a perfect mother. And what is, what is masculinity doing in that moment? He is, he's saying, this is my body given up for you, right? And what is femininity doing in that moment? She's saying what she said from the beginning, which is, let it be done to me according to your word. Like, I, she, could have said, she could have said, Jesus, get down from there and get back in the house. You know, any mom can do that. You know, that's her right. But she didn't. Jewish. She allowed I'm this sure to happen. She should have. Like, I read that book. I've met Jewish moms. What do you think you're doing? Get your ass Jewish... back in the house. Yeah, get your. You're gonna catch a cold. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, right. And then, then there's there, there's John. And what does Jesus say to Mary? She he says, "Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother." Right. Um, and if you're familiar with John, the book, the Gospel of John, it, he just is called the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so, in that moment, we believe that, like Jesus said this is your mother saying Mary is all of ours now. That's a brief apologetic on Mary. Uh, Martin Luther loved Mary, by the way. Yeah. I got yeah. It. <laughs> he was, he was, he was a big, he was a big mama's boy. He just, um, uh, so that, that's the, that's disagreed like, with praying to her and worshiping. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Glad you brought that yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So praying, praying to her, that's what we believe. Worshiping her is a no, no. Right. Um, yeah. all around. Yeah. 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 
the whole so, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get we. I we could totally do a Lutheran. But we're talking about we're talking about sacrifice, like real physical right sacrifice, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Died on the cross. Yeah. But then rose again three days later. So he yeah, alive again. Where was the sacrifice? No, no. I'm, well, you know, there's a little bit of that in there. It's like if, if you you already kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. You know, there's a whole lot okay. of uh, there's a whole lot of uh, uh, leeway there. Like it's nothing's finite. So have let's go back to that proctology exam, right? <laughs> or like, let's say like 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 that's a pain that you knew was coming, right? And you uh-huh. knew it was going to be over, but it doesn't yeah. lessen the suffering, right? Knowing that it's going to be over, or even like, no, no, even as a I'm, kid, no, no, right? No, no, not suffering, finite. finite, finite. Okay, so the fact that it's I run finite into the street lessens... and I push Trevor out of the way because he's retarded and drunk, and I have to get him out of the way because he's got kids and I don't. And I'm the one yeah. who takes the bus to the face and he doesn't. That's finite. Mm-hmm. That's the real sacrifice. I know he's got kids. Oh, as in, I know he's got a life to live. I know. I will. I will give up what I have because he's probably got. You know, in 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 the eyes of, for the sake of argument, in the eyes of whatever, there's more to lose there. Mm -hmm. And I push him out of the way, and I take the bus to the face. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say this then. Like, why 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 not just indulge me and say that Jesus is God for a second, right? Let's just do this little thought experiment. Sure, thought experiments Um, are fun. Yeah. So this divine being, right, who in all honesty doesn't need to care about us. Like we've done so much crap. Like if you read the Old Testament, there's a ton of golden calves being made, right? There's like eight of them. We only talk about the one, but there's like eight, you know, all this crap that we do. And the entire time he's like, I, I know what's going to happen. He, he prefigured all this stuff, right? Like Abraham and Isaac walking up on a hill, a son carrying the wood of the sacrifice, right? He's prefiguring himself in David, in Solomon, in Moses, in, in Abraham, all these guys. He's like, these are these are prefigurements of what I'm going to do for you, right? So he's planning this for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. In, and every, at every turn, at every moment, these people are just, we're all just doing dumb stuff. We're just doing dumb shit over and over. And he still says, I'm going to go and sacrifice myself. I'm going to become a person, even though I don't have to, right? He was perfect, but that doesn't mean that bad things couldn't happen to him, right? Like, he could still get a cut on his knee. He never had to do that, right? He never had to have that happen to him. But he did that for 33 years. And also, he could have done anything. He could have been, like, the freaking king of the world. He could have led an army to, like, conquer the entire Mediterranean, right? But he didn't. He was born in, a like, a feeding trough. And he lived in relative squalor. For 30 years until he ever left his hometown, right? And then he walked around with 12 fishermen for, well, four fishermen, a bunch of other guys, for three years and then died on a cross. And like we, we say died on a cross and we're like, because we're, we're Westerners and we know that that's, we know that story and we see like shiny Jesus on a cross, but like that was the most, that is still stands the most painful way to die as a human being. I mean, like, the way the way that they that it would work is like it would it would pull down the way your the way your your hands or the way your arms were spread you wouldn't be able to breathe without pulling up on the scarred wrist without pulling up on the nail to get a breath every time he exhaled he would have to pull himself up and he was like that for 3 hours after being scourged to the point of death which no one else was that was unique for Jesus 
being scourged, being forced to walk and carry the whole cross, not just half of it, in front of everyone he knows, right? People that he created, watching them do this to him, and then he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do, right? And he, and he dies. Like, that. that's a, that's a finite sacrifice. Because here's the thing, like, it's finite. It's, it's not the fact that the sacrifice is not going to end well, right? Like, that doesn't make a sacrifice not worth it. Right, but... The point of the on. sacrifice is whether or not you have to do it. You know what I mean? A sacrifice is right. noble because you don't have to, not because it's not because it's final. You know? No, no, but uh, fair <clears throat> argument. But you're there's also the sacrifice is also part of the risk. And if the mm -hmm. juice isn't worth the squeeze, you're not going to do it. And if you go through that proctology oh, exam yeah, yeah. and you know that in a couple hours you're going to get a lollipop and some ice cream and everything will be fine. <laughs> Three days later, you are a grown man, and you can have a lollipop and ice cream right. whenever you Three want. Three days later, everything's gonna be a okay. You'll you'll yeah. you'll you'll deal with some shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, and that's where I'm. That's that's where I'm coming in with the sacrifice thing. Is like if you know it's gonna be okay later, you will deal with whatever gets thrown at you. Gotcha. Okay, I thought you were saying like, oh yeah, the sacrifice like, of Jesus doesn't matter because it ended out well. It well, it's not a. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying it does lessen the impact of of what has happened. Uh, you're, you're saying if he if he was, and again, uh, <clears throat> mortals. From, are, from my perspective, he's at that moment he's human, but he's also divine. Right. Um, yeah. If his human body didn't come back to life, right, that still wouldn't really matter because he's divine. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. So like, the risk. There was no way for it to matter, according to the according to like, you know, the rules of if if it's, it's not. It's a great finite, it again. It's a it's a great lesson. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a good deterrent. It's a, but and I and I'd say the the reason that he had to come back in three days is because that was prophesized. Sure. So he had to, he had to meet what had been prophesized about himself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like, if I'm gonna take, but I don't a, think it. I don't think it. I don't think it lessens what he did. Not what he yeah. did, you know what but I mean? it's the it's the overall impact. It's the overall. It's 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 that masculinity side. That's where I'm getting back to. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm -hmm. Is it? Well, if you mean that... saving humanity, it may not be. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, there's that. Too. I think actually, I think you bring up a good point. Is the juice worth the squeeze? You're right. I don't think humanity was worth it, but I'm not God, so like, there so I think. I mean, in the end, um, what what I again, what I find interesting about um, uh, there's a lot of great stories, and a lot of really good things that work on a on a on a uh, tribal level, on a village level. There's also a lot of good stories. What I find interesting is, again, truth is truth, and many other religions, cults, people who broke their own programming and found a moral, you know, fortitude on their own, they end up finding the same one. You know, go to work, be a man, go to work every day, pay your bills on time, don't beat your woman, don't do meth. I mean, it's easy. It's for me. 
It's easy. Those are the four commandments. That's like the four <laughs> things. It's super easy. <laughs> don't hit girls. Don't do math. Go to work. Go to work every kids. day. Don't beat your woman. Pay your bills on time. It's easy. She'll have no strange gods before me. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I would agree with you if one thing were true. I would agree with you if Christianity were a moral system. It is we're not a, I'm sorry, you cut system. out. Oh, sorry. I would agree with you if Christianity was a moral system. I would agree with you. Um, I think that I do think that we, as like a as like a post-Christian civilization, right? Like we're coming out of the Christian West. We had like a thousand years of very Christian influence. We have these ingrained ideas in like Barney that it's nice, it's good to be good to people who are bad to you, but that like wasn't a thing, right? Like. It was it was Hammurabi's code, right? Like, if which someone is, takes your eye out, wait, you take is, theirs. Right, which is not in the Bible. No, it's not in the Bible. Yes, but like yeah. Um, well, actually, there's something similar to it in the Bible because Jesus right. talks about it, and then he says, like, don't. But I say, love those, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. Right. Um, that was unheard of, right, at the time of Jesus saying it. It wasn't something that people came to grips with on their own, right? Um, even even like the religions up to the time, right? Like even Judaism, they had inklings of it, but it wasn't. But that was because Jesus was fulfilling Judaism, right? So like the other major world religions that existed up to that point in time, Hinduism and Buddhism, right? They didn't have this idea of be good to those who are evil because they're good and they're inherently good and you should love them. It was um, withstand suffering because if you do that, then you'll have karma and you'll reach nirvana or sansara or whatever, or sansara for Hinduism. And yeah, it's, it's all about personal enlightenment in this world so that you can enjoy eternal sure. enlightenment later, which is purely intellectual. And, and that's you, not what Christianity, like heaven and nirvana right. are not the same thing. Right. And, and, the, and because, so this is why I say Christianity is a moral system. It's because Christianity comes down to like personhood. And you said stories. You're absolutely right. If the Bible is just a set of stories for cultural tradition, I'd be the first one to leave. Let me interrupt right. you real quick. Uh, Keys out of Sacramento, yeah. California says maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe it's because I haven't lived enough yet. But as a female, I haven't had this spiritual experience yet. Um, I gotcha. don't think we were talking about a spiritual. Let me let me try. Keys chime in again. But what we were talking about was a regardless of the spiritual side or however we came to the conclusion, men and women inherently have at some point in their lives, a very female experience with other, you know, and a very mass uh, uh, feminine experience and a masculine experience. Um, that's, that's kind of what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know that if, that was strictly. Yeah, yeah, please. And then you. you yeah, if you'll if you'll permit me to say something to this, I do have a, I do always have a problem addressing women on this because I never want to like step on a toe wrong. But I'll cut with the pleasantries and I'll get to it. So you can try. Uh, She'll the, kick your ass. The spe the specific the specific uh, <laughs> feminine experiences, right? Like they're they're very they're just you know genetically different experiences, right? Like the menstrual cycle or like right. lactation. These things are things that only women can do, and they they reveal something, right? So. Um, something that I was talking to my fiance about a while ago, she was like, you know, she said this when we were still dating. She's like, you know, I have a constant reminder 
of the fact that I am called to be a mother eventually, right? Or the fact that I can be one, you know? She's like, I have this constant monthly reminder of, oh, I can have babies, right? And I was like, I wonder what that is for men. And she was like, I don't know, maybe like the random boners you get in class. And I was like, I never thought of it that way, but sure, you know? Uh-huh. She's um, got a point. She's got a point, and so do we. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> now when you get to be my age, you little bastards. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't say, so you said like, you don't know if you've had this spiritual experience yet. Um, it's not really like one single spiritual experience. I think, I think that like, because femininity is represented differently in each individual person. And that's something you can't forget is like, when we speak of masculinity and femininity, we're speaking generally. So I'd say that in general, femininity has this better understanding of human emotion, right? Human, the human spirituality, right? Like this better understanding of like, it's, it's the old, it's the old joke about how like guys can look at a rainbow and see seven colors. Girls look at a rainbow and see 38, you know, it's seven for some, for some reason, there's a little bit more nuance in the things that are more like beautiful, right? There's a little bit more nuance in the things that are more intangible, right? Men have a harder time grasping the things that are not tangible. Um, and that's, again, that's in general, right? I'm a feeder kid. I'm a choir kid. I'm emotional. I cry. I get it. But there is still a part of me that's more like, I don't understand certain things. Sometimes I think oranges are yellow. It's fine. Um, I hope that that answered your question a little bit. Uh, Uh, The spiritual experience is more... I'm talking to the person who answered the question. Yeah, yeah. I was going to read on. uh, Yeah. We have another comment in from Melanie here in Colorado Springs. Human fetuses... I'll start off as XX until something changes it to XY. So mm-hmm. maybe it is a universal gift for a man to be born so from a purely biological point of view. Gotcha. I would uh, I would agree with that. The reason is, um, you know, when Billy died in Predator, I cried. <laughs> I didn't want Billy to go. <laughs> I, don't I just, something in my guts just... Uh, or 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 uh, yeah. when when um um the Fresh Prince of Bel Air remade that horrible movie about zombies, which was supposed to be a <laughs> vampire movie, and he killed the dog. It was a puppy snuff film. Wow! I cried. I didn't like it. It's so, like New yeah. Yeller. Yeah, that was New Yeller. Uh. I wasn't old Yeller. <laughs> God, he stole um, my joke. He totally stole my joke. That was awesome. Oh timing, no, brother. I did. Totally awesome timing, Patrick. I come on your show and take. That it. was awesome timing. That was great. <laughs> Um, um, no, I think, I think what the point that she's making here is that, yeah. yeah, I mean, at some point, at some point we're all at a very, very young, young age at some point we're all, you know, XX chromosome and what we end up having after we are born and, uh, we've been around the block a little bit and we figure it out. You know, whether it's uh, preteen or puberty or post-puberty or wherever, those um, feminine and masculine experiences happen. Now, I will say this. They don't stop happening. I've had purely masculine experiences recently. Oh, man, you don't have to brag about it. Well, no. Well, (laughs) because of my interactions with younger males and having to switch from... You know the the young bull button heads to now I'm the old bull that's sort of the maven. It's like no 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 guys come on come on come this way I'll show I mean, you the ropes uh, you know yeah more of the guide dog than than the 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 bulldog. 
So and that that is universal fatherhood, my friend, and mm-hmm. that's a good thing. It's a very and good I'm, thing. I'm not even a dad. It just they call me dad at work because they're like, Dad, he's here. <laughs> we never know what to do. But doesn't that make you feel good on like a deep down level? You're like, I this yeah, is good. When I'm limping yeah. into work because I busted up my knee, you know, no. Like, they're like, <laughs> Dad. I only got another couple of years left in these knees. If I could um, tell yeah. you why so gender... I broke my knee, bro, we'd have a different conversation. <laughs> but I think I think something that. that's interesting about your comment, whoever commented, Melanie, yeah. Yep. Uh, um, gender gender is, like, developed in the womb, right? We can, we can know whether a baby is male or female in the womb. And... Those you said those conscious male and female experiences happen around puberty, right? But no, I said that. I, I was she was talking yeah, you said strictly that, yeah. purely biological point of view. But like there, and this might be something that we can just speculate because we're not we're never going to remember. We might not remember, right? But especially not in the womb. <laughs> um, what those there there were masculine and feminine experiences prior to the biological developments of puberty. We just like can't exactly pinpoint them right like boy boyhood purely boyhood from puberty down back to like fetal right there are very intrinsically masculine qualities intrinsically feminine but they happen on like like a microscopic like in terms of you know let's say like over here you're like you're up here because you're like killing a bull and protecting your wife right that's like up here masculinity but like for little baby fetus they're they're experiencing masculinity like way sure. down here but they're still you're experiencing talking, masculinity and you're talking nature nurture at this point too because sure uh, yeah we have talked on this show numerous amount of times where parents are really screwing things up and that's one thing another thing we don't really you know stand for is stop sexualizing children don't it should yeah, not sexualizing be an issue children is bad it should not be an issue um yeah, it's one reason we don't stand behind the Boy Scouts at this point. And we used to do very well because the um, the whole thing was they were talking about you know gays and the Scouts yeah. and like that's not what we do. That's not what we're doing here. We're camping and we're cooking and we're fishing. And we're putting up tents. Right. This has no place. It's a non-issue. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, at that point, heterosexuality was a non-issue. It was just mm-hmm. you know. Um, men going into the woods and you know break well we used to blow shit just up. boys being just <laughs> yeah. boys being dudes and that's being the thing guys. Is boys being boys you know what and there is a you know i don't care how old you are that saying rings true boys will be boys men yeah. will also be men so there's a big difference there's a big difference there's a big oh that's difference. like the class it's like dating advice that i would give when i was an ra in college like there's just no like all I gave them to all these boys. I'm like, well, have you tried dating men? And it's all like, whoa, I never thought of that. It's very creative advice. It is, you know, that's true. You know, it's true at any age. Boys will be boys, but men are actually men. There's there's a difference. Big yeah. So I I hit I hit my rant on men are called all men are called to be fathers. Wait, did I say that? Yeah, I did. Yes. And did. then uh, bodies reveal physical sacrifice. Those are my two main things. I, I don't have much else, but I want to. You want to keep going, keep talking. I'm down. Yeah, we. Well, let's see if we get any other uh, quick questions or comments. Anybody out there who's got a comment or question for Patrick Neve, Nevi, Navo, Nieve, Nieve, Italian, <laughs> Italiano. It's so Italian, are you. Uh, no. You're you're Irish. You're Irish Italian. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm dude, very, I, I'm. I'm my, the food my computer and the light is drinking in your house me. must be amazing. Let's just let's just play on Sorry. stereotypes. I said let's just play on some stereotypes. The food and the drinking in your house must be amazing. Oh boy, I'm talk about my yeah. childhood for a second. 
I've never seen anybody mix scotch and spaghetti before, but I think I'm into it. I think I like I'm that. so in. <laughs> oh, well, do you have any really good spaghetti recipes? No. No? I don't really eat spaghetti. I'm like, I like can't eat a lot of like bready things. I'm like getting old. I like can't eat pizza and not as the, much. Is it the red sauce? Does it keep you up all night? No. It's more like it's more yeah, it's more like low carb stuff. I have to keep low carb. I can only eat meat and vegetables. It makes me feel very masculine, but then when I'm at a pizza party, I'm like, I wish I could eat pizza. <laughs> you know. Gotcha. I can eat thin crust pizza. But like Papa John's, like those like those fast food pizza places that like have like really thick crusts. I'm like after a while I'm just like, Ugh, I can't do it. So yeah, no spaghetti either. No spaghetti either. Um, well, I'll give yeah, you a really I good recipe. I bought this like edamame pasta. No, no, I'll get a really good recipe for because uh, we like cooking on this show. Trevor's a Trevor's a monster chef. I'm a grill master. Uh, it just is what it is. I'm also a, a, a I don't even know what that would be called. Oh, the uh, a crockpot aficionado. Yeah. So uh, zucchini spaghetti. Check You're that a suburban out. mom. I'm just kidding. Is this zucchini noodles? Yeah, zucchini noodles. <laughs> no, what I yeah. am is it's uh, uh, I'm a guy who you know has a fridge. Loves a good pot roast. Totally a boy's fridge. So there's some dead animal I killed in the freezer and nothing in the fridge nice. except for you know condiments and whatever. A couple of Pan- cold ones. Pancake mix. I saw a uh, some, I saw some a, PBR. I will send you the photograph. I will go home tonight and I will send you a picture of my fridge. Please and do. You post that. You're going to die laughing. Okay. You are going to die <laughs> laughing. You're like, yep, he wasn't even kidding. I will go center <laughs> right now. right. No, no. So the crockpot thing is like whatever is whatever. Like make it. There, you can live on uh, bread and water, but, you know, spices are the best. Got to yeah. have all the spice. Anyway, what were you saying? I wasn't saying anything. I think Trevor was saying something. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I saw a clickbaity YouTube video that appeared to show a method. The title was something like a gazillion things you can do with eggs that you didn't know. It looked like they were making noodles. Yeah. J- just from it cracking an egg, like into a sifter over a pan. Bullshit. I, I didn't think it was possible. It it's looked not. Photoshopped. It's not. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, I think you end up with scrambled eggs. Nathan said, uh, Nathan, um, this guy's awesome. He's uh, said he'll come show us how to cook some spaghetti. All right, Nathan, you're going to come on demand tools in a couple of weeks, and you, we're going to have a spaghetti cook-off, you, me, and Trevor. And then nice. Patrick can uh, – Patrick can. Um, I'll judge. You guys have yeah, to mail me the spaghetti, and I'll get back to you in two to three weeks. Yep, we'll <laughs> mail it over there. Guys, this is horrible. It's all moldy. I ate all of it, but it was disgusting. <laughs> it was absolutely spice. appalling. The spice must flow. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, so I would. Good. I would totally, I would totally get some of that. I only eat spaghetti once a year because um, when we were kids, that's poor and broke, yeah, that's all my mom that's made staple, for the yeah. whole like the whole neighborhood. It was like, come on over every fucking night. It was spaghetti <laughs> night. I had enough. So I only spaghetti eat it once a year. Like a once a month thing. Yeah, I eat it once a year uh, in in May. You know, for my mama, I'll make and I I've learned because you do it once a year, you got to do it upright. So I've I've learned yeah it's like, true it looks like a culinary dish like it's ridiculous. So Doug and I last year had a he's like this he's like are you what the fuck you been watching Gordon Ramsay or what I'm like yeah you know whatever 
I have a I have a buddy who like his first couple of weeks of Twitter every day for about two years he would take a picture of what he made for lunch he would post it on Twitter and he would tag Gordon Ramsay and say roast my meal and he nice. actually did he finally <laughs> responded it was great nice it's a big I... deal <laughs> more deep there you go nice the spice must flow somebody else caught that one of course you did yeah good job Mel it was good you know, I I was made fun of. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if you listened to the most recent episode of the Crunch, but we did a live show, um, and I like pointed out in the new Star Wars movie, no spoilers, that um they mentioned that Poe was a spice runner, and uh-huh. I was like, they totally ripped that from Dune, and someone was like, yeah, Han Solo was also a spice runner, and I was like, man, George Lucas definitely ripped off Dune. Like at first, <laughs> I was like, something's fishy. This is about a sand planet in the '60s, and I was like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely ripped off Dune. Yeah. Well, B.B. King no said once, B.B. King said in his book, if you haven't read B.B. King's book, that's that uh, you should. Um, okay. He said, if you steal from one person, that's plagiarism. But you steal from everybody, that's research. <laughs> <laughs> and so, apparently he stole from Kurosawa, too. George Lucas stole from everybody. He was ba- He's <laughs> one of those people that's not... He's. I don't know, man. He's not exactly the innovator, but he's, he's definitely a... An aggregator. Well, he's a connector, you know. And, um, yeah. If you read, if you read Bill Watterson's book, The Tipping Point, you know, you know that there's that those the salesmen yeah. and the mavens, and the, he's definitely a connector. He he finds all these people that he can pull together and do really that can do really awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's got a great vision because he's pulling from all this other stuff. So I'm not gonna bag on him for being like a really good cover band that made it. <laughs> really, that's a really. That's actually a good way to put it. I'm yeah. on board with George Lucas now. Yeah. I'm down for him. Right? Like, I'm not <laughs> going to give him any crap. Like, he took all these really good cover songs and then, like, mashed them together and <laughs> mashed made them up. hits. Yeah, it's like the Nickelback yeah. of the movie world. All right, well... Uh, and, and say which one. Star Wars is just great. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Well, Patrick, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. You got it, guys. This is so much fun. Uh, yeah. I, I think we had a really good time talking to you and hopefully uh, pretty informative yeah. to our audience and um, uh, we should do it again sometime please well we have uh, Nathan said he's down to to have a spaghetti off with us so we'll definitely uh, mail you some spaghetti <laughs> and uh, absolutely or you can just all taste it and like just be fair honor system and then I'll accept the results <laughs> yeah well you get to judge the presentation then because you get to see the yeah okay you get fair. presentation yeah. we'll get a couple other judges we'll get we'll get his old lady to <laughs> eat the sketty and see if she she'll go on taste you'll go on presentation I think that'd be a really good show so all ladies right. and gentlemen every everybody um, it's patneve.com and the crunchcast dot com links and all that check us out in the description i look forward to listening to some of those i will definitely put those in the thing and sending you that picture of my fridge tonight please do (laughs) hashtag man if you like being surprised if you like being surprised at how funny catholic nerds can be check out the crunch that's our tagline (laughs) the only comedy podcast that gets to go to heaven (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you what pray for us because we're on the highway to somewhere else what 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 about what do you want me to pray about? No, no, because I said Mantles is on the highway to somewhere else. Yeah, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Ah, you want me to pray for something specifically? Stupid lag. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it just, yeah. No, just that? All right, cool. Just I that, was, that uh, Apple will finally when... say that we're not new to podcasting. That's all I care about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's it. Man, Apple Apple's just, you know, they whatever. They have sweatshops. Don't listen to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, what one of my whenever I whenever I meet people like them like oh I'm a Catholic youth minister they always some people will say like oh if I ever walked into a church I'd burn up or whatever and I would say like yeah they they let me in you're fine no I've tried <laughs> don't worry it. about it yeah I'm good. <laughs> I've tried said, it it was nuts oh Nathan thinks he's got the bee's knees he has no idea that Trevor and I have already done this so we accept your challenge little Nathan he says actually let's <laughs> do a lasagna cook off I'm certain I'll kick everyone's ass Trevor and I drew drew a draw with six judges because he apple smoked a um stouffer's lasagna in in the grill (laughs) and i created from (laughs) uh uh-huh and i created from scratch a mexican but how does that feel though like he caught (laughs) you so good he went to walmart and bought a five dollar stouffer's lasagna Uh And uh, Apple I wouldn't smoked even it for I'd like what, eight hours, hours, nine hours. No, no, it was it was. I just followed the directions, except in my smoker. In your smoker, of, yeah. yeah. So an hour, I d- I created a, a a Mexican lasagna. I hate that. <laughs> that was just ridiculous. So yeah, we got to draw on that. So all right, Nathan, we'll see who wins, buddy. We'll see who wins, all right. pal. All right, well, Patrick, thank you so much, and we will see you on thank the Crunchcast dot com. Bye, folks. Thanks for having me. Totally gonna send him a picture of my fridge. That's hilarious. I'll tag it on the man tool site too. Y'all can get a good fucking laugh out of me. We are moving on. We are into our fourteenth hour of yeah. mantoolsmedia.com this Thursday night. <laughs> We're on to our fourteenth hour, so we might as well get to the news. You guys stay with yep. us and we Let's will uh hit the news. You guys keep uh keep those comments coming. It's awesome. All right. Welcome okay. to the segment we call Man Tools News. Check this shit out. We just want to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news for the future. Ricky Gervais did not kill himself. <laughs> Let's just get ahead of this, shall we? Yeah. Um, I don't usually watch these award shows, but this is awesome. I always watch him in his opening monologue, but that's it. Uh, let's let's watch um, a murder. <laughs> let's watch a uh, suicide this is incredible. Uh, prelude to suicide. <laughs> you'll, you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Um, Fair. NBC clearly don't care either. Fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. Lucky for me, the Hollywood Foreign Press can barely speak English, and <laughs> they've no idea what Twitter is, so I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang, let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah, remember that. Um, but you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, <laughs> no. Shush. 
Oh, it's a, it's Tom a Hanks daughter, is such an old buddy for, Okay, that must be the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So, <laughs> lots of big celebrities here tonight. I mean, legends, icons, yeah? Look, at this table alone, uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... He forgot everybody else. Baby Yoda. Uh, oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci, sorry. Um, <laughs> I love you, man. Don't have me whacked. Um, but tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year. like the cat. He's all mad. It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly. Let me translate that Neverland, to American. Pedophile. Shut up. Two popes. Shut up. Two I don't popes. care. I don't care. <laughs> Many talented people of color were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, <laughs> just, fifth time. Just so, zinc. It's like, wow. We were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. <laughs> it was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, no. Maybe next year. Let's... Let's see what happens. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to the cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win. Everything. Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of oh, watching yeah. this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this. Okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here and your own plan. And then uh, Adam right. Driver? Well, Driver. Seriously, yeah. most films are awful. Lazy. <laughs> the Marine. Remakes. The Marine. Like <laughs> I've heard a rumor that there might be a sequel to Sophie's Choice. I mean, that would just be Meryl Streep going, well, it's got to be this one then. <laughs> All the best actors have jumped to Netflix and HBO, you know. And the actors who just do Hollywood movies now do fantasy adventure nonsense. They wear masks and capes and really tight costumes. Their job isn't acting anymore. It's going to the gym twice a day and taking steroids, really. <laughs> have, we got a, have we got an award for most ripped junkie? No. No, no point. <laughs> we know he'd win that. Um, <clears throat> Martin Scorsese, the greatest living director made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema, and uh, they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? <laughs> oh, Tiny. You know what? I miss the old roasts. Right. Dude, I miss the old roasts. The Irishman was amazing. It was amazing. Um, look. It was. My my, it was great. Uh, He's, he's, Ricky Gervais Long, is 
but amazing. Creeping um, up the Don Rickles road. It wasn't the yeah. only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So... <laughs> yeah. Even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. <laughs> You're nearly 50, son. Um, the, yeah, the world course, got to see handful. James Corden as a fat pussy. <laughs> he was also in the movie Cats, but <laughs> no one saw that. Um, <laughs> and the reviews, oh, shocking. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs, right? <laughs> wow. But Dame nice. Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play, because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> <laughs> because she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg, and licking her... <laughs> Furball, furball. She's old school. Um, <laughs> it's that the last time. Who cares? cares. <laughs> oh. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and... <laughs> so... I like him. So I'm going to skip to another highlight that... Uh... Wow, that was his opening monologue. That was his opening monologue. Right about here. Our next presenter starred in Netflix's Bird Box, a movie where people survive by acting like they don't see a thing. Sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> you did it. You, I didn't. You did it. <laughs> Please wow. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> that to me was my favorite. I, I mean, it all was great, but that right there was my favorite. No, no, no. You guys, no, you, you all did, that. did this. I didn't. <clears throat> You're the ones that knew that he was doing this uh -huh. and just turned a blind eye. Mm. Uh, nice one, Ricky. Nice one, Ricky. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, that was we'll, incredible. We'll avoid the, the Weinstein. Because. <laughs> Hmm. Yep. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna say this. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I've listened to NPR all day today, listening to how they're trashing that girl and they're changing it around and this uh, how it all went down and how it all went sideways and how basic basically the the DA was bribed with gifts and things like that and oh for the, in the Weinstein yeah, case and how she was forcibly made to give him oral sex. 
mm-hmm. ladies from us here at Man Tools, if you are ever forced to give oral sex, forced, bite that shit off. Yeah, you've got a clear you defense. have a clear def- bite it off. <clears throat> Just everybody will know what happened. Somebody forced no. So fuck it, I'll say it. I'll get in trouble with whoever, but fuck it, bite it off. Somebody forces you to do that. Nope. Anyway, all right, moving on. That that uh, uh, court case could have been a whole different thing. It could have been Bobbit Part Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's part of. Uh, I I don't. I'm not trying to defend this guy, but oh. I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> the things that he's been accused of, none of it seems to be unconsensual. Considering a whole lot of evidence and things that were most going of on. it is quid pro quo. Yeah, exactly. And there's no evidence that he never delivered on his promises to the people that gave him sexual favors. No. Which no. I'm not saying is okay, but I'm not sure it should be a crime. You know what I mean? Right. It's my two cents. You know, he's still a scumbag and a piece of garbage. <laughs> Something else is playing behind us. What do you got going on there? It's an ad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Boo. All right, let's see. Next thing. <clears throat> oh, this is uh, this is pretty cool. So, <clears throat> these cats. Uh, did some research into them, and <clears throat> this was like a year ago. And one of my other buddies that works here in Carl Springs, he's an engineer, and he built some guitar parts. Um, he sent some stuff over to these guys that. I have some ideas and some stuff and um, that I've been working on with him. And here they are. It's it's a different technology, but um, these were a couple of guys that I was trying to get a, get a hold of because, you know, I've got people in my life and used to have people in my life that have uh, hearing problems. And the problem with hearing aids is it's a, it's a boundary mic and it doesn't work like the human ear works. Right. So... Some of them are, are odd parabolic microphones. Um, this is a whole different, whole different thing. Tell them what it is, Trevor. Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, Simon's was is now something else, and that was the company I was trying to help out with. Some, I didn't get anything patented, but basically, what this <laughs> is, it's a next gen in the ear, fully in the ear um, canal hearing aid system so it oh works yeah off. so the microphone's like actually and it's also built on resonance so it actually helps like your eardrum your eardrum actually pulsates and resonates um, when air pressure level hits it so this thing does kind of the same thing versus a diaphragm microphone that when air pressure hits this microphone it turns it into electronic signal and then blasts it out a speaker over there somewhere like on your right. phone or whatever this this works a little differently, and um, this is something I got for my Grammy pants, and she's loving it. The biggest thing I noticed, too, was um, if you ever give somebody a hug that's wearing a hearing aid, especially if she's your grandma and she's only like this tall and you give her a hug, you get, whoa. Yeah, yeah. You can hear, you can hear it. Right. <clears throat> All gone. So for those of you out there who are looking for an innovative um, hearing uh, aid alternative that also connects Bluetooth to your phone so that you can 
set the um, parameters that it comes with, like uh, DIN reduction, D-I-N, like DIN reduction, uh, actual volume control, uh, battery lifesaver, that kind of stuff. Um, check this out. Check these out. All right, yeah, this looks pretty cool. It is. They're really super slick. Um, the one we actually sent to, to Simmons, Siemens, Siemens. Can't say it with a straight face. It had a Bluetooth device with a brooch, so that it was, oh, okay. a, it was a parabolic mic that would actually pick up what's in front of you, and a figure eight mic, so it would pick up laterally what was cool. happening. Yeah. Um, this works a little different. It's a lot cooler. All right, up next. Oh yeah, this was this one was <laughs> from me. <laughs> so a uh, a pastor in Harlem uh, put this sign up on his church, and uh, I'll read it for our audio only audience. Uh, it says, and this is at uh, the Blood of Jesus Atla A T L A H World Missionary Church. Uh, the guy's name is James David Manning. Feel free to send some letters if you want. Uh, <clears throat> it says, Obama has released the homo demons on the black man. Look out, black woman. A white homo may take your man. <laughs> I'm just going to say there's so much wrong with that paragraph. Um, yeah. It's just There's so much wrong with that. This guy has obviously never watched porn. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Well, again, remember we had a story last week about uh, the freedom of speech yeah. and how people, if you want to, you know, say, as as say something stupid, you can say something stupid. Just make sure you, uh, you know, you know what you're getting into. Cause yeah. Other people can choose not to come to your restaurant. Well, I guess he's had uh, at least. Uh, which surprised me um he shocked quote shocked residents with anti-obama messages uh like three years ago yeah um and then this uh his statement is it's an attempt to save the black family there's a major problem in the black family with the absence of black fathers and black husbands which uh, i think that that is a valid issue statistically it's true however um, I'm not sure if it's homo demons that are causing has, that. <laughs> homo demons are not likely the cause of that. It really, but, uh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> All right. He's, he said a lot of really interesting things. If you guys want to check him out. I will say he is the Ricky Gervais of Harlem. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's really going at it. He's really going at it. However, he's used. Yeah, whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> There's just so much wrong. The reason we have broken homes, I don't care what race you are, is not because of because the homo demons. <laughs> oh my god! Or Obama? Is or Obama? Obama? Or or? Wow. <laughs> somebody needs. Yeah. Somebody needs to read some, you know, some research and some statistics. Anyway, moving on. Um, Pressing forth. This is my favorite diner in Denver. This is pretty awesome. It's over on East Colfax, so if you've ever gone to a concert at the Mammoth, well, mm -hmm. it's not called the Mammoth anymore. It's called the Fillmore. Um, used to, we used to always stop at Tom's Diner on the way home. And uh, now Tom's Diner is charging for <laughs> stupid questions. 
Probably at a rate of 38 cents. 38 cents, a stupid question. Um, I'm all for it because I'm pretty sure they're like, is this the Tom's Diner that she wrote the song about? Yeah. Pretty sure that's the most notable question. Or, uh, so are the mashed potatoes mashed? Are they mashed? Are the, are the tenders are the chicken chickened? tenders, are they tender? Yeah. What's a basket? <laughs> How many potatoes come in a mashed potato? Yeah. It's cool. Think of as many stupid questions as you can, and the person who racks up the most, the highest ticket at Tom's Diner in Denver for stupid questions, you will get a free Man Tools mug. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Rack those up. Rack them up. Uh, yep. This is uh, something cool. Uh, very progressive for an African nation. Gambia's president, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that, has banned female genital mutilation, or they, as they call it, uh, female circumcision. It's female circumcision, yes. Um, I'm going to zoom this in so I can actually read it. Uh, Gambia's president, Yaya something, I can't pronounce it. Uh, has banned female genital mutilation, saying it is not required in Islam, which is, I guess, why they were doing it to begin with. Uh, the announcement at a rally was met with huge applause. Three-quarters of women in the mostly Muslim country have had the procedure, according to UNICEF, the procedure's most severe form. After removing the clitoris, the genitals are cut and then stitched so close that the woman cannot uh, enjoy sex in any way. Basically, all all the parts that have the feeling are cut away. <clears throat> um, female circumcision uh, obviously is painful; uh, can lead to tetanus, gangrene, uh, HIV, hepatitis, and uh, can effectively sterilize some women. So, if you're if you're wondering if you're being intellectual, um, the reason it leads to tetanus, gangrene, hepatitis. And HIV is because of the extreme cleanly conditions that <laughs> abound in these are uh, countries. These procedures are held with, uh, you know, how do I put this tactfully? They're, you know, they're they're taken very well care of whilst they cut off their lady bits. Yeah, yeah. So it's <clears throat> held within high regard. So there's a whole lot of whatever. Anyway, so uh, kudos to him. Yeah, and. Hopefully this uh, starts a trend throughout that part of the world and people stop engaging in such a barbaric practice. Marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> Key says, hell yeah, finally done with that dark age shit. <laughs> yep, and hopefully other nations follow suit. Um, moving on. Oh, this is a cool story. Yeah, this should be fun. Um, if you guys are into ghost towns, uh, this is a very cool trip uh, that you can take um, and check out, what is it, 17 hours? So I would take a couple of days, right? Yeah, I would say so. Definitely take a couple of days. Uh, these are all little ghost towns um, uh, around Colorado. Yeah, you can see Animus Fork. Uh, outside of Silverton, St. Elmo, which yep. I think everybody who's lived here for sure has seen that at some point. 
my favorite, but I don't think it should be third on the list. It, that's a little too premature. Um, <laughs> it's a town called Climax. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the question is, can you consider a town that's reopened? Uh, uh, a ghost town. The mine? Yeah. A ghost town? Well, I think the town part still is. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. anybody lives there. They just drive up there to work the mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Independence. There's not much left. If you've ever nope. driven up that pass and done that, that's about trip. it. That's about it. Uh, Eureka! Eureka! That was fun. Which I guess was an old ore mill. Um, and yeah, like it says in the caption, at first glance, it looks like some kind of ancient ruins. But um, that's the, that's the old that's ore the mill. Eureka ore mill. And then we have to spin on. Well, there's way more than five. If you guys take this trip. I think it's covers seven. Does it say 17? Yeah, it's like 17 hours to do this whole trip. Oh, like to do hours. it. So, I mean, do it in like three. Take a three-day weekend. And if you're, I don't know, it depends on what part of the part of the state you're in. For us, if it were us, we would it, um, probably head down to Salida, go to uh, Pagosa Springs first, and then do the loop, and then head back down uh 24 from uh, Buena Vista. Yep. But it's got a lot of cool places. Uh, it's it's the western slope has a ton. Um, there's a cool little jaunt up to Climax, the Climax Mine, which is fun. Nobody's ever gone there. I've done hiking and we've done, we did stuff up there near Independence. So, remember you take that six pack up there above Tier Jim Rock? <laughs> Yeah, Yeehaw. a six-pack will go a long way long up there. A long way up there. Uh, let's see, moving on. we got a lot of show. <laughs> we do got a lot of show. This is <laughs> this I find fun because this is an exact, a little bit of a clickbait. A woman who tried to get strangers to, quote, join the Mile High Club uh, in a drunken rampage. Um, as a Brit- British woman, uh, Demi Burton, uh, 20-something, 20, 21, um, she basically got shit hammed on a plane, was leaving Australia, coming home to Great Britain, didn't want to deal with her family for Thanksgiving. I'm making part of that up. <laughs> didn't want to deal with her family for Thanksgiving, got completely shit faced on a plane and then started making, uh, some lewd comments to some people and yeah. then actually lost her shit because she was so wasted punching and kicking and fighting. So the funny part of oh she tried to get some no no this this chick went batshit on a plane because yeah so six crew members and passengers had to restrain her yep she was going nuts um I feel you man Thanksgiving's rough I don't <laughs> she could have just stayed home yeah anyway so uh, check that one out it is a little bit of clickbait just uh, Manchester Evening News thanks a lot I follow you a lot and that was a uh, that was a big clickbait thanks a lot pal. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see. Okay, there we go. This is uh, this is a wild story to me. So a judge in the UK has ruled that victim vegans victims sorry are a protected class covered under anti discrimination laws, which uh, has some far reaching things that I'm not sure everyone thinks through. Uh, the case that sparked this involves a vegan zoologist uh, who claims he was fired by animal welfare charity, the League Against Cruel Sports, 
due to his ethical veganism after a dispute over pension investments, which I'm not sure how veganism has to do with. Well, we may get to that. Um, Cause one of the scenarios that I thought of, and this may be kind of his rub. <clears throat> let's say you get hired at an investment firm. Sure. You're working there for a while. And then later you decide I should be vegan. This is, this would be better for, you know, my health, the planet, the health, whatever. whatever. Um, so then you come into work and you go, I'm no longer recommending that to our clients that I handle that, uh, they invest in any, any meat products. Meat products. So now that firm cannot fire you for that stance. They just have to go, okay. They have to put you on another, on even, another... even if you lose us money, they have to go, okay, huh. keep, keep working. <laughs> let's see charity says h he was fired for gross misconduct uh, da, 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 da. yeah like you were just saying and other other criticisms uh are that it could very easily be abused um because <clears throat> again it's Unlike a lot of other things where you can go, well, I was born gay or, you know, something like that. Uh Uh, (laughs) You can just suddenly decide, and that's all it is, is I suddenly decided that I'm a vegan. And now that that affects what you can tell me to do at work. Right. Where he (laughs) skipped gatherings and meetings that were were non-vegan food was served, a voice sitting on... And leather sofas will walk for up to an hour to avoid accidental crashes with insects or birds that may occur while taking a bus. So he was basically late, Being to, work late to work every day and then said, I can't do that because of this. Yep. All right. Hypocrisy <laughs> there is ridiculous. He still worked in that building. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is awesome. So uh, you know about the the uh, bushfires, <laughs> Trevor, too soon in Australia. Basically, Australia's on fire. The whole fucking country is on fire. In so we can read it. And if you have no concept of how big Australia is, take out a map and look at America, Merca, and Australia is basically as big as the United States. Mm-hmm. So imagine Southern California all the way up to Montana. Most of Texas and all of the eastern seaboard is on fire. All of it. So this woman decided to this do hero. something about this it. Hero. This hero. This woman, this hero decided to do something about or, it. Or to be even more woke, Shiro. Shiro. It's heroin. <laughs> Wait, is that a good thing still? Or? I don't know. We, we stopped I have no idea. Ago. All right. Anyway, the naked philanthropist. Uh, started sending nudie pics off of her social media and donated all of that money to the the hashtag Australia on fire Australia fire so all that money went to these charities now here's the catch ladies and gentlemen all the charities in the first picture on this tweet thread or whatever it is you had to send her a confirmation that you donated your $10 or $100 or whatever, and she would send you, per $10, a nudie picture in your DM. Mm-hmm. 
I still don't know what DM is. It direct, direct message? message yeah. It was PM. It was private message. It depends on the platform. All right. Okay. They just changed it up on us. Anyway. So here's what happened. Um, what, what, uh, Instagram shut her down. That's that's stupid. Horseshit. That's horseshit. <laughs> this woman is a shero. Yeah. How dare you? Everyone Instagram. everywhere. Now, I like the fact that she was actually having legitimate um, donations. It wasn't like some fucked up GoFundMe bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Donate yeah. directly to me. Donate to me and I'll just send it over. No, nope. make sure the fires are good. And then um, <sighs> if you guys, anybody out there can figure out exactly how much she actually made for before she got shut down, that would be awesome because... This news story, I started following it like Monday, and it just sort of disappeared. And this is not, um, I don't think this was actually from her Twitter, or I sent, I think I sent you one from somebody else's because they retweeted it. Yeah, but I clicked on the retweet yeah. and blew it up. So so uh, we'd like to you know give her a little round of applause. Yep. All right, on to... Uh, Less exciting news, right? That is us, right? Okay. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Um, our oh, I forgot the stinger for this. <laughs> okay. It's our it's our politics. Politics. Oh, we're moving on. Yeah. Raised almost or near seven hundred thousand. Wow! Wow! That's a that's lot awesome. A lot of that's a lot of uh, picks. That that's awesome. That should really help out, you know, folks and critters and just the fire department down there. Jeez, Lord. Well, uh, getting into politics. Yes. Oh, uh, on. All we're really doing tonight is showing <clears throat> where everybody stands because that's all that's really been happening lately. Uh, so of course, within the Democrats, Joe Biden is leading, and this is according to a uh, Rolling Stone. I don't even know how they figured this out. If it's a poll or what, probably a Gallup snapshot poll. Um, Wait, Joe Biden is number one for the Dems. Yep. Number two is uh, Grandpa Free Shit. Grandpa Free Shit. <laughs> or Bernie Sanders. Uh, number three is Pocahontas. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Uh, number four is Pete Buttigieg guy JG. Can't even say his name. His name. Face. Butt gig. Uh, number five is Andrew Yang. Six is uh, Amy Koblachar. Seven is Corey. I thought Cory Booker dropped out. I guess not. Apparently he's in seventh. Um, eight is Michael Bloomberg. Nine is Tulsi Gabbard. Ten is Tom Steyer, which I don't even know if you if you heard of that guy. Nope. Yep. Uh, Eleven is our own Senator Bennett. Just you know the, the Colt Bennett and all the Bennetts are all making fun of him, right? I'm sure they are. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> um, <laughs> number twelve is Deval Patrick. Don't even know who that is. Thirteen. Yeah. Anyways. Well, anyway, moving on. Yep. None of you guys are uh, gonna make it. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, which brings us to what's pissing me off this week. Oh. 
So what's pissing me off this week is stolen jokes. Baby shower. We're going to get to that. <laughs> We're going to start with this. This is what prompted it. I'm specifically pissed off at David Spade. And uh, you've seen me do stand-up. Yeah. So watch this, because I'm sure you've heard me tell this joke. Okay. Long before oh, this episode of his no. show came out. <laughs> no. Some people aren't embarrassed. I see wieners all day at my Equinox. Do you ever go to your gym? There's some old guy, like, with his foot up on the thing, blow-drying his balls. He's like, how about that Lamar? I'm like, let's give it a second here. You're not done. These are big dicks, too. They wow. <laughs> well. I wish I had video of me telling that joke yeah, from previously, but. From a long time ago. <clears throat> when did this air? Uh, January 4th. At least that's when it came out on YouTube. Wait, did you do that one at Morning on the Moon? I did not. Damn it, Jim. I did not. Damn it, Jim. <sighs> Should have. So, look, I'm not saying that David Spade was creeping fucking Colorado Springs open mics. It just so <laughs> happened that he grabbed the same premise that I did, and I'm not actually upset at David Spade. Nah. But it got me onto this, which does, this stuff like this does piss me off. Patrice O'Neill, oh. late great. Yeah, yeah. He's an incredible comedian, or was. Um... Yeah, let's let's take a look. Oh, this at, night at the Apollo. Uh, I don't know what his show is, but I think the clips from uh, Amy Schumer are from her latest special. Right, but he, this is from him at the Apollo. Gorilla master, gorilla master. That's you. You come in a face, right, and then take some pubic hair and throw it at her. <laughs> you have a Darth Vader. You come in both her nostrils and she has to breathe like this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Patrice was a piece of work. <laughs> you have a poltergeister? Poltergeist is good. Well, you need your friend though, right? Like, you, you're fucking him from behind, and then you sneak out, and he takes your place, and then you walk outside and wave at her through the window. <laughs> and then you go, wow. I'm here. Stunk, Jay. There's the Abraham Lincoln. That's where he, the guy trims his pubes, comes on the girl's face, and then... <laughs> Throws the pubes. Now, I guess she has different names for them, but it's so the same she jokes. Has that facial hair. You guys don't like U.S. history? I can't gauge the crowd. What's wrong? The worst one I've ever heard is the Houdini, oh. which is where the guy's having sex with the girl from behind. Then unbeknownst to her, his friend subs in for him. Guy number one runs outside, knocks on the window, waves to the girl. Do you have the clip of her stealing Which is the whole just TV rape. Show? Like, that's just rape. Uh, I know what oh, you're talking about. Yeah. The Key and Peel? Like, yeah, no I've heard of it. She I robbed that blind. Now, here's... <clears throat> I understand. It's 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 awful. Well, and then she like extra shitty. 
threw her writers under the bus. Yes. When she was confronted about this, she went, well, my writers were very influenced by Patrice. It's like, they weren't just influenced. If this is, came from your writers, they stole that from Patrice. They were under a deadline, and they <laughs> stole it, and they just handed it to They went, oh, this guy's dead. No one will know. No one will know. No one has the <clears throat> internet. They'll never figure it out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, She's pretty now, much... <clears throat> I don't know. When, uh, when joke stealing goes to the extreme, this is what happens. Carlos oh, Mencia yes. tried to call out Joe Rogan, who had pointed out a number of times that Carlos Mencia steals jokes. Yeah. And uh, it didn't go well. Mexico border, like a 12 foot high brick wall, it's like three feet deep, so no Mexicans get in. But I'm like, dude, Arnold, um, who do you think is going to build that wall? <laughs> um, I propose that we kick all the illegal aliens out of this country, then we build a super fence so they can't get back in. And I went, um, who's going to build it? That's the fucking joke. <laughs> now. This had serious implications, uh, at least to begin with, for Joe Rogan. 
because Joe Rogan was being represented by the same people that represented Carlos. Uh-huh. So he lost his agent. The comedy store, this, the venue yep, where this, this happened, venue. they banned him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he lost like a lot of work. Uh, <clears throat> needless to say, Joe did all right. He now has like the biggest podcast that's ever existed. Yeah, hands uh, down. Carlos Mencia, everyone now knows that he's just a joke stealer. And I'm not sure. I'm sure he does gigs and whatever, but he's not on TV anymore. You know, not doing anything that really right. brings in the bacon. I've, <laughs> I've just, I've seen footage of Joe uh, at this point in his career when he was doing karate and mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, he his restraint is ridiculous. Yeah, yep. I'm just his restraint right here is good for him because I probably lost my shit like four minutes ago. So don't steal jokes. And fuck David Spade for stealing mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have had that on. I wish I did, man. It's one of those things we go back to. Truth is truth, you know? Yep. You know, like... <clears throat> and like I said, I'm just... We're just with, with David Spade, I'm just joking around. He clearly was not creeping open mics open for materials. Mic <laughs> and Springs. anyone that spent more than like a millisecond in a gym locker room would already has seen this happen and, <laughs> and would an go sarcasm oh. <laughs> in him would probably put that out there into the world <clears throat> so anyways that's what's pissing trevor off. that's what's pissing me off jokes uh let's get into uh the sports we've got some sports for y'all <laughs> we've got some sports for y'all So, of course, we start off with uh, NHL scores. Getting the hockey stores <coughs> in the scores. Thursday. Today. God, it's already Thursday. Shit, I'm so fucked. Bruins beat the Jets. Oilers killed the Canadians. Lightning zapped the Coyotes. Panthers prowled on the Canucks. The Rangers rocked the Devils. The Blues uh, totally outdid the Sabres. Predators and the Blackhawks. Damn it, I was watching that game before I got here. Predators trounce those Blackhawks. The Flames. Oh, the Wild. Hey, man. They're not. The Minnesota Wild? Minnesota Wild. (laughs) Flames got them. Flames burned them. Uh, We are in the second period of the Kings of Golden Knights, and uh, the Kings are are doing it to it. Ducks are 0-2 to the Stars. Sharks in the second period. Uh, We are getting live updates from them as we speak. (laughs) Uh, are one up on the Blue Jackets. Tomorrow, if you guys want to watch some hockey, uh, I think uh, down at the Hype, we're going to be watching the Senators and the Red Wings. So uh, check that out. And uh, let's see some plays from this week. Yep, buffering. It's our second favorite video. It's a three-on-two. Nylander, Tavares in front. What a play there by Line A. And he sends Roslovic away on a breakaway. Two-on-oh. Line A, Roslovic. Great save. Wow. Two-on-oh. 
Peace went, not today, not Satan. Today, <laughs> Satan. How pretty. That's pretty. Yep, that was super pretty hockey. What? scored on that out of rad flipping the pancakes to shame he was flipping that puck on his stick i think it was five six times as he went through the millie ice one two three four five i mean th th that was something incredible there there he's out for minnesota plays to the wing for Polino. into the middle cut it wheels and scores look at this behind the back pass and then the spinorama shot Ooh. by cunning that was fire. Is that what the kids say today? It's fire. <laughs> oh, it's fire. Oh, right. Joy department. <clears throat> oh, nope. Uh, Watch how close this is to going over the line. The left leg of Gibson outstretched. Oh, he knocked it back. Ah, oh, look at that. He didn't get the peanut butter that time. No peanut butter. Yeah, that was pretty. That was so pretty. Oh, get off me, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, you ain't doing nothing. My house. <laughs> nah. Through the forest, look at all those. Some way, Ekblad cannot believe that he didn't finish it off. Spectacular stuff from Tristan Jari. Kirkwood, pass intercepted, and McDavid against Morgan Riley. McDavid, what a move! What a play! What a wow! Connor McDavid absolutely wow. undressed him, and he just was not going to be denied. He's been all over this game all night. He's Scottish. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. But he drinks an idiot in this game. Grew up playing hockey with a 
sheep spinal column <laughs> for a stick. <laughs> sheep turd for a puck. <laughs> just a wee tater. Uh, let's see. Up next, uh, this is a cool sport. This the, is my new favorite the world sport. Championships of, or I'm sorry, World Chase Tag. World Chase Tag. Here's our... Um, uh, what was this? The finals. Yeah. This is the finals for World Chase Tag. Check these out. GMF versus United. Chase one. United evading. Athletes ready. This is it. The final of World Chase Tag. And it is the French versus the Americans. The Americans chasing and chasing well. <laughs> Seth Rugy hunting down Clément Dumais. <laughs> Chase two, GNF evading. Athletes running. We will have a new name on the trophy. Bloody hell. It might well be GNF. Ben Aluafi bouncing off the tilted cube. Chasing Ooh. Seth Rugy who goes down, but he was tagged anyway. Chase three, United evading. Zero all. Athletes running. Oh, GNF is the American team. I was Davis Vasconcelos. Goes up to the ridge, looking to descend on Belano Afiyus. In the wrong part of the court, there is no escape there, Ben Tent. Landed straight on top of him there, spiked him over the front line. Hope right. And the French are very good So we've just seen there, Davis Axelis <laughs> stepped on Dinger. That was the uh, upset over the front line there. <coughs> That's going to hurt. Chase four, GNF evading. Athletes running! Louis Georgie. Notice the French have uh, white shirts. That's so that they can also double as the flag if they need it. Yeah, they do it. Pretty terrible. Chase five, United evading. Zero all. Athletes ready! Look at the speed he attacks the tilted cube. A lot of work down low from Seth Wang. Crawling under the mountain. Still hunting down Louis Georgie. He cannot get hold of him. Back round the loading base slip. And that means it's end game for Louis Georgie. So many dives there. This is fantastic playmanship. Just to watch Seth scoop That's through so the tilted cube. I don't think I've ever seen anyone scoop through both the tilted cube the and the loading bay that quickly. Amazing way to enter and exit obstacles on here. The quad for World Chase Tag 4. <laughs> they just look like they're having a hell of a good time. Athletes ready! Caril Cordmuller heading towards the loading bay under the mountain loses some speed Seth able to stay low but he's tagged there just not enough room to skirt around back towards the mountain we are still waiting for our first point in this final Chase 7 United I don't get the scoring because there have been several tags but no one scored a point yet right. managed to get a point in the semi-finals can he pick up one in the final still nil-nil waving around with his arm and Caril Cordmuller nowhere to go it's another early tag Chase eight, GNF evading. Athletes running. Clément Dumais, he's climbed the Eiffel Tower and he didn't use the lift. Didn't use the lift there to get up on the tilted cube and just descends upon Sid Maharovic to get the tag pretty easily. Chase nine, United evading. Zero <laughs> all. Athletes running. Tip says nine to 16. Jake Migliorato under the front line up onto the tilted cube swing and a miss round to the loading bay carries on going maybe would have been better hanging around that part of the court because he's caught on the front line no 
We are still waiting for our first evasion in this one. Chase 10, GNF evading. Athletes ready. Boy, let's just go for an hour. Ben Alwafi hanging around by the tilt to cube and no straight away once again it's a quick one nobody is able to really threaten to pick up a point in this one it's a low scorer chase 11 united evading zero all athletes ready davis bats gonzalez looking yeah, to chase him down uh, oh my word well he's banged his sword. head off the ramp there but he keeps on yeah, going no, over the 16. sisters around towards his front line looking to cut down the angle and does so and lands on top of Bente yeah. oh, yeah, he's crazy Matt, he had to geez. make up a lost yeah. time from a small slip up <laughs> early on he's managed to run chase him down across the front line <laughs> and get down on top of the other player Chase 12, GNF evading. Yeah, number keeps matching up with the, the chase number. Yeah. Lloyd Georgie nearly didn't make it, lost his passport, only managed to confirm he's going to be here on Wednesday, and thank God he did, because he has been a massive player still for this no United points. team so far. Uh, <laughs> notice the red, uh, United I think they have to evade to get the point. Again, said it earlier, the mountain's a dangerous place to start. You can definitely get rocked off. Oh, and there it is. It was a ballsy move. He definitely tried to bring, but this time it just didn't work out. Chase 15, United evading. Match point, United. Athletes ready. It's like anybody who's had a little brother or is a little brother. He's earned himself some space. Round the front line he goes. Under the ridge. Seth Wang hunting him down. Over the mountain. Karil Kormola, an enormous jump. Slips, but he's still clear. Surely this could be it. The title's in his hands. Can he claim the evasion? Over the mountain. Seconds. Oh, 27. Yeah. So then one point. Really 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 this man was dropped by Blacklist after last year, and he has come back and won the title for United in the final. Kareel Kormula with the only point of this final, and the French team United are the world chase tag champions. Congrats. Well, that makes sense then, that they won. <laughs> <laughs> they ran away. They're the best at it. They're best at it. That's funny. <laughs> We didn't plan that out, actually. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mark Henry, who, uh, before being a pro wrestler, was the first person to win the Arnold Strongman contest back in the 90s, uh, went up against uh, Ryback. I don't know if you're familiar with him in the WWE mm -hmm. uh, in a bench press competition. And uh, needless to say, it was epic. What? Whoa, 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 guys, wait a minute. Now, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Now, if any one of you violate my no contact clause, 
you will be banned from WrestleMania. You dig that? Oh my God. Can you dig that? Wait just a minute, Book. Um, no disrespect, but I, I thought we flipped a coin in the locker room to say who was going to go first. Mark Henry, you're up, man. That's where my money is. The world's strongest man. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Ladies and gentlemen, FY. So I guess it's 225 for reps. It's 51 reps. It's just like the NFL combine. Five more, Mark. Come on, Mark. 48. 49. Come on, Mark. 51 52 53 53 reps for Mark Henry That is a new world record Unbelievable What? What? Who's that host? It's Booker T. Ah, he's now like the commissioner of SmackDown or something. That's where I reckon. Yeah, I saw. I was like, who's that dude? The floor is yours. He's one away from tying him. Stop. <laughs> Because it's wrestling. It's wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, he's going to choke him with the bar. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought this was uh, this is sports. This is sports drama. Sports entertainment. It's sports <laughs> entertainment. That's right. Uh, uh, so I guess just a tie. Damn. Just a tie. Oh, man. Well, uh, let's move on to this week in history and uh, get out of here. Sounds like a plan, Stan. So this week in his story, uh, up first, we got January 9th, 1776. Uh, Thomas Paine published Common Sense, a scathing attack on King George and his reign over the colonies and a call for complete independence on the part of the colonies. And uh, this is kind of what started, you know, maybe this was, this was a prelude to the started, war. Not started, but uh, yeah, this is yeah. a prelude to this. To the war. This is kind of when shit got real. <laughs> uh, January 10th, 1912, the, 
world's first flying boat airplane designed by Glenn Curtis made its uh, maiden flight at Hammondsport. That's what it looked like. Uh, January 11th, 49 BC, Julius Caesar uh, led his army across the Rubicon River, uh, which is a big deal. Um, So the army could obviously go back and forth. They could come home. Yeah. Uh, But once they got to the river, they were supposed to case up all of their weapons. They weren't supposed to come into the city armed. Yes. And uh, he just marched them on in. Right. Plunged Rome into uh, civil war. And uh, eventually he was the undisputed. He was crowned Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, January 12th, 1915, uh, U.S. Congress established Rocky Mountain National Park. The image there, of course, as you can see, is from the dedication a few months later, but uh, it was the best image I found. (laughs) Kick ass. And then um, January 13th, 1919, marks the birth of Robert Stack, the actor best known as Elliot Ness in the TV series The Untouchables, or as the narrator on Unsolved Unsolved Mysteries, the scariest thing ever. Uh, Let's see, January 14th, 2005, the Huygens, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, probe, uh, landed on Saturn's moon Titan. Um, It was a European Space Agency probe and uh thus far it's the furthest launch probe to actually land on something so i guess the the europeans beat us at one thing in space but they did not they did not get to the moon first (laughs) uh let's see january 15th 1920 very sad day Prohibition goes into effect in the United States, and selling liquor and beer became illegal. If you guys don't know about <clears throat> Prohibition and why that all started, and why it particularly started in New York, you should probably check out a couple of documentaries, because I know you're not going to read any books. <laughs> so, check out a couple of those. If I can find any good ones, those, some of the ones I remember, I'll... I'll send them our way, but uh, that was an interesting, um, interesting time in our country's history. Yep, yet another thing that feminists ruined. For I was going to say it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just saying, not saying. I'm just saying there weren't too many figures that were uh, big in the women's suffrage movement that also weren't big in the temperance movement. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> kind of went hand in hand uh, and that does it for our show that does it um, if you guys are having a good time on Man Tools when we're on the air <laughs> you can check us out at all of our places just go to mantoolsmedia.com you want to uh, enjoy our premium podcasts like dealing with employees um, you can check out Patreon and Gumroad We'd like to thank our sponsors, EXO Auto Works and Harmonic Studios Madrid Maintenance, and of course, Morty on the Move. For all things Man Tools, check out mantoolsmedia.com. We do have, I do have one event coming up here uh, the 19th, the grand, the official grand opening of the Hype. Oh, cool. Here in Colorado Springs, so you guys come down and check it out. And uh, 
uh, enjoy it. We've got some we got some cool stuff in there now, like some pinball machines. I saw the Star Wars one. Star Wars one, and then there's the other one. <laughs> and another one? Is there no. another one? Oh. And then there's the boxing <laughs> thing. I just don't want to say the Starship <laughs> Troopers one. Oh, I was like, okay. really? You gave us like the worst of the worst sci-fi ones ever. And I, I'm pretty sure our bar manager said, hey, our guys, our owners like the sci-fi shit, so... <laughs> they sent a Starship Trooper. Oh, yeah, this is sci-fi. God damn it. <laughs> Doogie Hauser in space. <laughs> uh, well, if you guys uh, want to check us out, remember Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, etc. All at Man Tools Media. Thank you guys for watching, and we will see you next uh, week. Same man time, same man channel. Bye, everybody. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.